The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Good Wednesday morning. A surprise move from the House Speaker. Launching an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. It is September 13th. This is today. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, under pressure from the right, reverses course, ordering an investigation into President Biden. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations. The White House firing back, labeling it extreme politics at its worst. A live report from Capitol Hill straight ahead. Breaking overnight, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un deepening ties, touring Russia's largest rocket launch site together in a troubling sign for the West. We'll have the very latest. On alert, tens of millions waking up to flood watches across already saturated parts of the Northeast, with Hurricane Lee expected to dump even more rain on the region this weekend. Al is tracking it all. Back in court, the suspect in the University of Idaho case goes before a judge today fighting to ban cameras from the trial. Why some families want them to stay just ahead. Those stories plus grounded. Aaron Rodgers' first season as a New York Jet officially over after just four plays. Aaron Rodgers is gonna take us to the promised land. At 39 years old, is it the end of the star quarterback's career? And hi, hi, hi. Make some noise for NSYNC. A long-awaited reunion at the VMAs electrifies the arena. Not even Taylor Swift can shake it off. I'm, I'm not doing well pivoting from this to this. The winners, surprises, and performances that brought down the house today, Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us on a Wednesday morning. Hoda's on assignment today. Did you see it? The big NSYNC reunion we've all been waiting for? I, I saw the reunion. I'm not sure this is precisely what we were waiting for, because I think a lot of folks just assume they might you know, perform. Perform. Just a tiny dance move Something. is all I'm looking for. Just throw us a bone. But Taylor was plenty excited. Yes. Lots happening at the VMAs. We'll give you the whole rundown in a little bit. But we're keeping an eye on some nasty weather this morning. A potent storm. And it's making for a messy morning commute. In fact, some 40 million people are under flood watches as that heavy rain moves across the Northeast. Al is back. He's tracking all of that, including Hurricane Lee and some brand new information on where that storm is headed. But we began with a major showdown shaping up in Washington. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy announcing he is ordering an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. It gives House Republicans license to investigate the president and his family's business dealings. This comes as McCarthy is under intense pressure from fellow Republicans. And just a week after, he said he would not open this type of inquiry without a full House vote. But he has a right flag threatening to remove him as speaker. Let's get to NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles with us, breaking it down. Ryan, good morning. 
Savannah, good morning. And the decision by McCarthy to dive headfirst into an impeachment showdown comes at a time when Congress has a lot of work to do on issues that impact millions of Americans. And it has set the stage for a chaotic September that may end in a government shutdown. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is going all in. I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The Speaker launching an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden on his own, without a vote of the full House, something he vowed not to do just a week ago. The move, essentially a concession to conservative Republicans who've long been calling for impeachment. McCarthy has been under threat from the right flank of his party since the beginning of his speakership, itself a battle with those members who held up his position over 14 votes before finally electing him, and now want him to be tougher on the president. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you. Former President Donald Trump has also been pushing the move as he runs for office and has talked privately with several members of the GOP House in recent days. The White House responding to McCarthy. There is no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden. They're doing it because the extreme far-right members of that caucus are demanding it of Speaker McCarthy. Some Democrats mocking the plan. Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh, you know, oh, it's devastating. The investigation is based on a Republican belief that Hunter Biden traded on his then vice president father's name to win lucrative business deals around the world. But they have yet to show any proof that Joe Biden used his influence to aid his son's work or personally benefited from it, a point some Republicans acknowledge. There's a lot of smoke, but we don't know whether there's any truth to it. This comes at a time when Congress must pass a funding bill before the end of the month or risk a government shutdown. They must also pass legislation to fund the Department of Defense, provide assistance to American farmers, and deal with aid to Ukraine and disaster relief. We have significant legislation that we need to pass, and instead the Speaker is catering again to the fringe right wing. So, Ryan, I mean, what happens next? What's next in the inquiry? Does this pass the the peril for McCarthy for the moment? Maybe in the short term, Savannah. And right now we know the Republican-led House Oversight Committee says they'll now plan to interview additional Biden family associates, as well as pursue personal and business bank records from them, including from Hunter Biden. Of course, they've been investigating the Biden family for some time now, but this new inquiry gives them expanded powers, including subpoenas that go beyond the simple scope of legislative purposes. And they can now dig into the family finances with the end goal to produce articles of impeachment against the president which would still require a majority vote in the House. Savannah, right now, it's not clear that McCarthy has those votes for articles of impeachment. Ryan Nobles on Capitol Hill. Thank you, Ryan. Meanwhile, breaking overnight, the closely watched summit between Russia's Vladimir Putin and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un got underway. The two leaders coming together for rare face-to-face, starting at a remote rocket launch facility in Siberia. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us from Ukraine with that story. Richard, what is the latest on that rare face-to-face? Oh, good morning, Craig. It took four years for this meeting to take place. And Kim told President Putin that Russia has North Korea's unconditional support. And he said that he has the utmost confidence that Russia will win its war here in Ukraine. 
Stepping out of his limo in the far east of Russia, a slimmed-down Kim Jong-un greeted Vladimir Putin. Thank you for inviting us, even though you're busy, Kim said. The two leaders toured Russia's version of Cape Canaveral, the modern Vostochny Cosmodrome. Both men are under sanctions, but didn't seem isolated this morning. Instead, they're drawing closer because of the war in Ukraine. After signing the visitor's book, Kim and Putin were all smiles, praising each other and the historic ties between their countries dating back to the Korean War. Putin said he hoped the space station could help Kim, who he says is interested in advancing North Korea's space program. U.S. officials say North Korea's space program is really cover for its long-range ballistic missile program. Because if you can launch a satellite into space, you can also fire a nuclear warhead at the United States. North Korean intercontinental ballistic missiles can already reach anywhere in the U.S. As if to prove a point during the visit, North Korea launched ballistic missiles overnight into the sea off Japan. Kim also seemed to praise Putin's war in Ukraine without mentioning the country by name. Russia has risen to a sacred struggle to defend its sovereignty and protect its security in opposition to the hegemonic forces that oppose Russia, Kim said. At their dinner, Putin toasted to strengthening friendship and Kim's health. The deal between Putin and Kim is simple enough, according to U.S. officials. Putin is offering North Korea help with advanced technology and likely food in exchange for ammunition the artillery and rockets that Putin needs to fend off the U.S.-backed counteroffensive in Ukraine. North Korea, one of the most militarized countries in the world, has huge stockpiles of artillery, which Ukrainian and American officials worry could tip the balance of the war to Russia. Kim has wrapped up his summit with President Putin and is now heading back to North Korea on his slow armored train, but making more stops at Russian military sites along the way. Craig. All right. Our chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, there for us in Ukraine. Richard, thank you. New allegations this morning from an unnamed CIA whistleblower relating to the origins of COVID-19. A senior level officer claiming the agency offered hush money to analysts to cover up their findings that COVID-19 likely originated in a Wuhan China lab. That whistleblower making those allegations before testimony uh, in testimony before a House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic. The CIA denies the claims, saying, quote, we do not pay analysts to reach specific conclusions. We take these allegations extremely seriously and are looking into them. Also this morning, the manhunt for that convicted murderer in Pennsylvania is ramping up once again, with police now saying he is armed and dangerous and that search is now entering Day 13, residents voicing anxiety and frustration. NBC's George Solis has been on this story from the very beginning. He joins us now with the very latest from Pennsylvania. George, good morning. Craig, good morning to you. Yes, things as tense as ever. Police say Cavalcante ditched his prison shoes in these nearby woods and may have stolen a pair of work boots from a nearby porch. And now a new leave. Authorities say they may have found an item belonging to the fugitive who is considered armed and dangerous. This morning, police hopeful they are zeroing in on convicted killer Daniello Cavalcante. Two law enforcement sources with first-hand knowledge telling NBC's WCAU a backpack was found by police Tuesday evening, but are still determining if it is connected to the escapee. Officers stationed overnight in the search zone. Cavalcante has eluded police for two weeks and is now an even greater threat. He is now armed with a 22 caliber rifle with a scope and flashlight mounted on it. 
The five-foot fugitive managed to steal the rifle and ammunition from a garage on Monday night, but he was caught by the homeowner who drew his own gun and fired shots at Cavalcante. Police believe the escaped convict was unharmed as he fled the scene. Dr. Matt Bauer was visiting his parents who live in the area as the confrontation unfolded. The adrenaline starts going and making sure everything's locked, making sure all the windows you know, are secure. Alerts being sent to residents. And residents in the area are asked to continue to secure their homes and vehicles and remain vigilant. This is a huge area. There's tons of woods, tons of trees, tons of places to hide, tons of barns and structures that are completely unoccupied. So it's uh, scary because he could be anywhere. Since Cavalcante escaped the Chester County prison, he has been spotted multiple times. This latest sighting, 20 miles north of the prison, expanding the search area once again. 500 law enforcement officials are now securing the updated 8 to 10 square mile perimeter in South Coventry Township. The entire community on edge, including local schools, shutting down as a precaution. Lieutenant Colonel, what has gone wrong here? I mean, have you underestimated him? Is he just that much of a worthy adversary? Sir, I don't know why you would think something has gone wrong. Our law enforcement people have done an amazing job tracking him and locating him. That proverbial needle in the haystack, and they've located that needle repeatedly. And I believe we will be successful in the long run. And again, this morning, that massive police mobilization underwear, uh, underway, excuse me, authorities believe that Cavalcante may try and steal another car. So they are urging the public to remain as vigilant as ever by locking doors and window and keeping those keys close. Craig. All right. George Lee's force there once again in Glenmore, Pennsylvania. George, thank you. Oh, we're turning now to two humanitarian crises unfolding this morning as many as 10,000 people are missing and feared dead after devastating flooding in Libya. And in Morocco, the death toll continues to climb nearly a week after that powerful earthquake there. NBC's Kelly Kobiea is following these stories for us. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. Yeah, the, according to the one IRC official, International uh, Rescue Committee official, there are at least 6,000 dead in Libya, and aid workers there are struggling to reach the flood zone with roads and, in places, entire villages washed into the sea. This morning, utter devastation in eastern Libya and a desperate search for survivors, with 10,000 believed missing. A third of the city of Derna on the Mediterranean coast wiped out. Cars tossed like toys. Homes and families swept away. Bodies are lining the streets and being pulled from the sea. Storm Daniel pummeled the desert region Monday, dropping nine months of rain in just six hours. The deluge causing two dams to burst, washing away neighborhoods. These satellite photos showing the region before and after the dams collapsed. How bad is it on the ground? This definitely ranks among the most destructive uh, disasters. But what is really missing is the, uh, some, you know, some more support on the search and rescue operations because the window of opportunity to finding survivors is closing down. Aid is now pouring in from Turkey and other countries after the second major disaster in northern Africa in days. Rescuers in Morocco still hoping to find survivors in the rubble after that 6.8 magnitude quake that struck Friday 
Thousands are homeless. We don't know where we're going to go, what we're going to do, where we're going to live. Winter is coming. We have young children. We have nothing, this woman says. Many in the remote mountains still waiting for aid as local communities come together to continue the search. And coming together in Libya as well. This morning, 30,000 people are displaced in Libya alone. The Biden administration authorizing emergency funding to aid organizations. The IRC and others are appealing for donations and search and rescue assistance for both countries. Tens of thousands of people now, Savannah, in two North African countries pleading for help. Savannah. All right. Kelly Kobiea, thank you. We've got a lot more to get to this morning, including severe weather. Tens of millions in the Northeast are on alert for more rain and more flooding today. And we're also watching Hurricane Lee, which could bring even more rain to the region later in the week. Al's got the forecast, some details in just a moment. But first, NBC's Kristen Dahlgren is in Lemonster, Massachusetts for us. Kristen, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Craig. Yeah, I want to show you something. Take a look back here and you can see there is still water running into the streets here. You can get a sense of some of the destruction as millions now brace for what's next. This morning, a massive cleanup is underway across Lemonster after catastrophic flash flooding devastated neighborhoods. Within an hour, it was it was like a lake. Washing away roads and railways flooding parking lots and homes, and giving way to several giant, dangerous sinkholes, some swallowing cars. I've never seen anything like this yet. The rushing water leaving trash and debris stuck in bridges and dragging dumpsters and cargo containers down rivers. Um, this trash is from people's houses upstream. Entire businesses destroyed. Our store right now is caving in. This is our livelihoods. The governor declaring a state of emergency. We have seen way too many people with um, absolute you know, devastation right now. The torrential downpours dumping nearly a foot of rain in just a matter of hours on Monday night. The devastating damage closing schools and forcing those in low-lying areas to seek shelter at higher ground as two dams had to be shored up before reaching their breaking points. We're just kind of worried that the water might rush down and flood us out. And now more rain heading toward New England. It's going to take a long time to get things back to normal in Lemister. So millions now, including this area, remain under a flood watch through today and into tomorrow. There is no school again here. And of course, this area and people up and down the coast, guys, watching Lee very closely yeah. to see if that's going to impact them as well. Uh, Lemonster, Massachusetts there. Kristen Dahlgren. Kristen, thank you. Well, Al's been busy tracking today's weather. Also, Lee, keeping yeah. an eye on that track. What's going on? That's right. And folks there in, in New England have to worry about, Lee, and we're going to show you why. But right now, 40 million people impacted. We've got heavy showers and thunderstorms moving through the region. And in fact, there is a strong flood risk from Atlantic City all the way up to Boston as we get these high rainfall rates on saturated soil, upwards of one to two inches in some spots. The, the bullseye with the heaviest rain with one to two inches like Likely central Connecticut on into parts of Massachusetts, eastern Long Island as well. Now, 
Lee, this is the latest. Uh, Category 3 storm, 475 miles south-southwest of Bermuda with 115-mile-per-hour winds. It's slowed down, moving northwest at 6. And so later today, we're going to be looking at high surf and rip current threats from New England all the way down to Charleston. And here's why we're worried about Lee. The tropical force winds right now extend out about 400 miles or more from the center. The hurricane force winds are out about 150 miles. Now, we advance this up through Friday and look at how far out, 500 miles in diameter. And those tropical force winds extend from Montauk, Nantucket, Boston, Portland, all the way up into Bangor. And so what we're looking at now are really strong uh, tropical force winds. We probably will see tropical storm watches put up later today for New England and heavy rain, one to two inches, mostly up through Maine. But we could be seeing landfall sometime this weekend in Maine, guys. So we're going to be watching this very, very closely. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right. Thanks, buddy. Coming up, a growing debate ahead of the trial for the suspect and the University of Idaho murders. Should cameras be allowed in that courtroom? We're going to hear from the father of one of the victims as the suspect heads back to court today. And then the uncertain future of NFL star Aaron Rodgers after that season-ending injury on Monday night. He's 39 years old. Does this mean it's also the end of his Hall of Fame career? What his coach is saying, what fans are saying. And we'll talk to a doctor about this uphill battle to return to the field. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. USB-C has become a universally accepted standard. Well, she seems excited about it. How about you? Yes, the charger, the cable is changing again for the new iPhone. No more do we have this little lightning cord, okay? Yeah, right. right. It's This one's going to be gone That's if you get gone. a new iPhone. Yeah. The little ridge. And you're going to have the USB-C yes. here, which also probably charges it, your iPad your if you have iPad, a newer iPad. Your MacBook. If you only have an iPhone, then you have to go get a whole new cord if you get a new phone. Or you if you get a new phone, it will come with the it cord. It will come, but you right. can't use it for your other phones. Right. But this this is the future, Chanel. Okay, That's so what they're in other saying. words, you got to move forward. You're excited. About I, it. I think it's fantastic. It, it's actually stemmed out of something from the EU where they say, hey, by 2024, all electronics have to use right. a standard, a which is the USB. It's the future. We're going is, in a good is. direction. So it's one less cord you got to carry. But in the short term, it's going to like a whole bunch of It's like yeah. it's change, but change is good. Exactly. Change is good. Change is good. All, All right. right. 
Uh, switching gears now, lots to get to this half hour. We're going to start with those new developments in a case that we've been following quite closely. Yeah, the suspect in the University of Idaho murders will be back in court today, pushing in part to prevent cameras in the courtroom. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us with the details. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. The defense is asking the judge to completely ban cameras from all court proceedings, including the trial, alleging they've been focusing too much on Brian Koberger, jeopardizing his right to due process. But this morning, the father of one of the victims is speaking out, pushing for transparency. Footage like this of accused killer Brian Koberger Koberger. could soon be banned if the judge grants the defense's request to bar all cameras from the courtroom. But this latest legal move, backed by the prosecution, is against the wishes of at least one of the victim's families. We're all for, like, truth, transparency, the, the cameras being in there and letting the community decide. Kaylee Gonzalez's father says banning cameras from the proceedings could fuel online rumors and misinformation. It's chaos on the Internet. It's chaos all over the world. And I'm done with that. In a seven page motion, Koberger's attorneys claim camera crews have ignored a two month old court directive to stay wide on the entire courtroom and to not focus exclusively on Koberger, pointing to examples of what the defense claims are blatant violations of that directive that were later published alongside sensationalistic and prejudicial headlines. The prosecution siding with the defense, arguing it's concerned that camera coverage will have a substantial chilling effect on the ability of witnesses to testify, while noting certain witnesses have already been subjected to threats and harassment. Facing four first-degree murder charges in the stabbing deaths of Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Zana Kernodal, Koberger officially waived his right to a speedy trial at a hearing late last month, pushing his October 2nd trial date back indefinitely. Some delays are to be expected in murder trials simply because the stakes are so high. For Kaylee's family, every day without justice is agonizing. When you ask for uh, the victims of murdered children to just shut up for extended periods of time, and you say that you're not going to give justice for perhaps years, it's not acceptable. NBC News has joined a coalition of media organizations that have filed what's called a motion to intervene to oppose Koberg's request to ban courtroom cameras. In its filing, the coalition argues that so far, media organizations have followed the court's existing direction and have not focused exclusively on footage or close-ups of Brian Koberger. That motion expected to be a part of today's hearing. Guys. All right, Aaron, thank you. I want to turn now to NBC senior legal correspondent and co-anchor of Saturday Today, Laura Jarrett. So, Laura, I mean, here you have two sides actually agreeing yeah. that they don't want cameras in the courtroom. You have a couple of families saying they do. What's the judge likely to, to do in this case? I think the judge is likely to shut it down because mm-hmm. most importantly, the judge is balancing all the different interests. Obviously, the public has a right to transparency and people want to know what's going on and believe in the system. But most importantly, that judge has to protect his right to a fair trial. And of course, the prosecutors are worried about creating an issue on appeal. And so if, in fact, later on down the line, another court says, actually, cameras shouldn't have been there, the prosecutors are going to worry that the whole case could fall apart. And I don't think they want to risk that. Meanwhile, the the 
trial was supposed to start a few weeks from now, October yeah. 2nd, I believe. Uh, Koberger's waived his right to a speedy trial, so it looks like there's going to be quite the delay here. When there's a delay in a murder trial like this, does that typically benefit the prosecution or does it benefit the defense? It only benefits the defense, right? And this is sometimes a tactic you see defense lawyers use because think about it. Memories fade. Evidence can, you know, get spoiled in some way. And so the defense obviously wants to push this out as far as they can. They're not going to be able to push it forever, but that October date is clearly not going to stick. And in reality, in a murder case, a year is not unusual for a case to take to build. Um, But obviously the prosecutors want this to go as soon as possible. Because remember, there are surviving witnesses, witnesses who were in that house who were prepared to testify in this case. Another reason the prosecution says cameras aren't a great idea for exactly. those vulnerable witnesses. Yeah. Laura, thank you thank very you much. Laura, still ahead. You probably use your phone's Find My feature to keep track of your kids. But what about using it to keep tabs on your friends? Our inside look at a growing trend and the privacy concerns it's raising. First up, Kaylee Hartung is here with some new details on the injury that's really shaken up the NFL season in its opening week. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, isn't that right, Craig? Now that we know Aaron Rodgers is out for the season with a torn Achilles, Jets fans may call it a curse. We will discuss what his future could look like and the future of the Jets. Stay with us. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We are back 740 with the latest on the week one injury that has become the story of a very young NFL season. Fans were left stunned when star quarterback Aaron Rodgers went down on Monday night just a few plays into his Jets career. And yesterday, the team confirmed he's out for the season. And this morning, a lot of folks are asking if this could be career ending. NBC's Kaylee Hartung's been following the story. She joins us with the very latest. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. You know, the Jets wooed Aaron Rodgers away from Green Bay with sky-high hopes. We are talking Super Bowl aspirations. But even with a win on Monday night, their season's now up in the air. And while no one should count Rodgers out, this is the kind of injury that could bring an end to an incredibly storied career. Considered one of the greatest players to ever take the field, Aaron Rodgers, now sidelined for the rest of the season. The New York Jets, confirming the quarterback, tore his Achilles tendon in Monday night's game against the Bills. He's out for the year. He needs surgery. Rodgers now out after just four regular season snaps as a Jet. Fans of the franchise, who haven't seen postseason play in more than a decade, in disbelief. It's a shame for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers is going to take us to the promised land. But from Sports Talk Radio. Do not tell me today that the season is over. Do not tell me that. Because it's not. To the Jets head coach. I don't know why people are trying to 
put an obituary under our, our team name. An attempt to keep hope alive. There's 52 other guys in the locker room, plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. The Jets signed Rodgers in a blockbuster deal that includes a guaranteed $75 million after he spent 18 seasons in Green Bay, becoming a four-time league MVP and leading the Packers to a Super Bowl win, even as Rodgers had openly discussed hanging up his cleats. I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. But he took on New York with renewed energy, bringing a swagger to the Jets both on and off the field. Sometimes it's a free guy right here. Get on it. For them retreat. You know, him making a move to New York and everybody watching him on hard knocks. Uh, you've gotten into his character and seeing what he's been and, and what he's brought to that team. Now 39 years old, recovery from this kind of injury will be a challenge. I think the biggest thing is that we all wonder now is what's next for him. Does he decide to come back uh, and try to do, you know, the impossible, which he's really done his whole career? Though his NFL future is uncertain, his legacy is not. If his career were to end, and he decides to retire, he'll still be looked at as one of the greatest to play. This does not affect how he will be viewed. And don't let it get lost in all of this. Despite Rodgers leaving the game, the Jets still managed to beat the Bills in dramatic fashion. It was in large part thanks to their defense, but it was Zach Wilson who took over the offense. And Jets head coach Robert Sala says they are going to look to add another quarterback to the roster. But he says this is now Zach's team, and we're rolling with Zach guys. All right. Kaylee Hartung. Kaylee, thank you so much. Joined now by Dr. Jordan Metzl, sports medicine physician at the Hospital for Surgery here in New York. Dr. Metzl, welcome back to you. Help help folks understand why for an NFL player this is such a serious, such a substantial injury that could be perhaps career ending. Yeah, that's right. So the Achilles tendon, tendon connects muscle to bone. And so the Achilles tendon connects the calf muscles to the heel bone. And you need that tendon for push-off activities. The Achilles is actually the longest tendon in the body. And it has a very poor blood supply. So when you tear it, it doesn't heal by itself. And it's just a really tough injury. Well, why does it take so long? I mean, he's going to have surgery probably soon. And why does it take so long to heal and to be back in action? Yeah, that's right. So he'll have surgery pretty quickly. And putting those two pieces of the tendon back together is the first step. But the blood supply to that area is so poor. You can see a picture here on the screen of the Achilles tendon. That's right in the middle where these Achilles tendons happen. Mm. And you can see on the right, on the other side there, you can see his calf stretched out. That's called an eccentric contraction, meaning the calf muscle is pulling on the tendon. It snaps. And right in the middle is where that blood supply is so poor. So it takes so long because the tendon has to first be reattached and then the whole, all the muscles have to be strengthened around it. I mean, uh, we keep hearing the words career ending. I mean, what do you think? Is there a silver lining? Can he come back? Yes. I mean, 39 in NFL world is, is, is older, old, but in general life, it's not. And if he wants to, this, you know, the surgeries have gotten much better. The re- recovery times are better. And if he wants to come back, uh, he certainly should be able to. He's got a great medical team taking care of him. Really quickly, there's been a lot of talk about the turf. He was playing on turf uh, during that game on Monday. You've been in, in the business a long time. Is there a correlation between injuries like this and playing on turf versus playing on grass, which some NFL teams play on? Yeah, there's a lot of discussion about that. So turf does seem to have a higher risk of certain types of injuries, twisting injuries, knee injuries, ankle injuries, Achilles tendon injuries in the, in the literature so far does not seem to be higher in turf versus grass. Okay. 
Dr. Metzl. Dr. Metzl, thank you. Thank you Thanks, guys. Much. Let us switch gears. Get another check of the weather from Al. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Heavy rain in the Northeast. Sunny and mild in the Central Plains. Little taste of frost in the upper Midwest today. Strong storms through the Southwest. There is a flood risk there, but plenty of beautiful sunshine along the West Coast. And that's your latest weather. Right? <laughs> All right, Al, thank you. Still ahead. Uh, we're going to help you fall back into your routine and get a little bit more organized with a new batch of steals. Oh, Al's always got us laughing. All right, we have a packed pop start, including your chance to vote for people's sexiest men of the year. Who knows, perhaps you're looking at a couple of the nominees. Oh, right they now. have our votes, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, plus, do friends, track friends. Yeah, sometimes during their phones, uh, find my feature. It's becoming very popular. Uh, there are some privacy concerns that come along with that trend. Would you guys... No. Let one of be tracked no. by each other. I'm tracking Craig. He doesn't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we know where you are. Pretty, pretty boring, isn't he? He's pretty boring. I thought this was a thing. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.